go to Colossians chapter 3, we'll start in about verse 12, a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, it'll help you through the summer, I promise, by the time we get through this. Uh, it's kind of an offering uh, prayer in, 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 in scripture that I want to use. and um, It's about being kind, so say that with me, be kind. Be kind. And... Uh, yeah, so we'll get into it here in just a second. So follow me along in this. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Colossae 3.12, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. And kindness is the next thing. And before we go too much further, I want to talk to you about being kind. So here's something God dropped in my spirit about being kind. Um, when I was kind of like on my mini vacation with my wife and uh, sissy. And uh, some of you guys, some of us, and some of our friends on live stream can get so busy that when you go to ask us a question when we're busy, we're flustered. And sometimes in the midst of that, you can like not be kind maybe. <laughs> Do you ever like any... So for the moms or whatever, you're at home or you're doing whatever, and the kids are like bugging you. And uh, my mom would just make us go outside. I forgot about that. So it was just kind of like if my mom was if my mom was making dinner, there was no competition. You just went outside until you were called in. And maybe I'll have to ask my mom when I get to heaven. Well. Uh, she worked so hard at trying to be kind, so maybe she sent us out so she wouldn't be mean. I had never thought of that. What a great concept. Good job, moms. Or get out of my space or whatever it is. Can somebody say amen? I think I'm on to something. So be kind, and even when you're busy... Be kind, because summer is super, super, super busy, and I love it. Amen? It's just cool. All right. Uh, so the Apostle Paul, back to him, um, being kind. And, and I'm getting you ready for like, so the, the big apex today is, is the Lord's table is set. So we're going to do the Lord's Supper, and he talks to, if you're reading anything in Corinthians, it talks about taking the Lord's Supper. Or the, make sure you're not mad at somebody. Make sure you don't, you have a, uh, your heart's proper make sure you're a believer first and uh, and then like whatever and I'm not the judge you guys figure out what it is that you need to take to the Lord now before the Lord's table set you're just like man you know what man I was uh driving down the road <laughs> anybody anybody driving down the road before He wouldn't let me over. Well, there's a crime right there in itself. That's, you should be like, I mean, isn't it like, I mean, people like, I mean, they'll roll their window down if you're not going to let them over. And just like, you know, we want to do the hand wave with all fingers. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Say, oh, boy. Patience, man, I'm going to tell you what, you got to exhale. Because sometimes my patience is running thin. It's running, whether it's kids or people acting like kids 
or waiting for your ship to come in, whatever it is, remember this, God was patient with you. That's like just a fuzz over a golf clap. Why do... I've never been to a golf match. I'm not a golfer. But why do they clap quietly? I'm, I'm like, yeah, etiquette. Well, the etiquette's out the door when I show up. Though I remember the first time we went to like a have Bible, will travel. I'm going to go ahead and disclose it. I think we went to a have Bible, will travel golf tournament. Boy, that was something to see. We all had cowboy boots and cut-off sleeves. They're like, no, no, you can't come in here. For real, it was a true story. Um, patience and maybe the, the golf place where we're at, whatever, the golf guys, they weren't patient with us, and so we had to put on uh, IZOD shirts. Do you remember the IZOD shirt when you were in this? Like 80s, they had the alligator on. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, look here. I never wore one. Um, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other. Do you know what unforgiveness is, Lupke? It's like you drinking poison and hoping something else, somebody else dies. Oh, I'm going to make them. Oh, I'm never saying hi to them people ever. Amen. Do you guys got the group where you're like, oh, no, we're not saying hi to him ever. Him first. Like, if he says hi to me, I'll say, but if he doesn't say hi to me first, I'm not saying it forever. Right? Unforgiveness, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deal. If anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, the Lord has forgiven you. Oh, there you go. God forgave you, so you also must forgive. And above all things, these put on the love that binds everything together. So love is the glue of the gospel. Say that with me. Love is the glue of the gospel. Let us pray. I don't know, maybe we need to, maybe we need to love a little more. It's, it's pretty tough to love some people that are hard to love. Father God, help us get over ourselves. Help us love like you love. Help us understand that it's love that took you to the cross. It's love that kept you on the cross. It is your love for mankind that you died on the cross for our sins. And we, and we accept the free gift of salvation and the atoning work that was done at the cross at Calvary. And Lord God, that we can start today to love people who are hard to love. And Lord God, let us give like you give. And today as we give in our uh, tithes and offerings, Lord God, let it bring glory to you and let us be blessed because we do give. And we pray this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's applaud the Lord and let the offering be picked up. Um. So let's go to Romans chapter 12, and we will talk about uh, some of the things we need to talk about. Stand, and we'll pray over the message if you got a Bible. Father God, we just want to pray. Would you rise with me, everyone? Lord, we just want to pray over the message today, that the power of the Holy Spirit 
would deliver a, a supernatural message, Lord God, that would not only transform our hearts, Lord God, but transform our lives. And because of that, uh, Lord God, we believe that the society that we live in can and will be changed. Uh, and we pray all this in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated after you applaud the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Okay, uh, we're going to do like one verse, uh, 12-1 in Romans, and then uh, we're going to start the rest of it. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So, if you're reading King James, he would, the Apostle Paul would say uh, that I don't appeal you, that I beseech you, I beg you to live like your body or your life is a living sacrifice for the Lord. So, by the way that I work, by the way that I talk, by the places that I do go and don't go, uh, by the way I get up in the morning, by the way I go to bed at night, all of that is a living, active sacrifice to God and so people, Grandpa, so people can see. Amen? By, by the way, I, I'm, not, I'm not mean or snotty. Do you snotty anymore? It may be. Moms, do you guys use snotty anymore? Snotty. There's only like one mom in the whole place. <laughs> Debbie's going like, oh, yeah, I use snotty. You can just, right? I mean, how do you describe it? He says, he says, I'm begging you that you do this because we don't want you to leave the building and act like you don't. My dad would say that you don't have good sense. Amen. And how about the, were you born in a barn thing? Okay, that's still good. I would, Yvonne, I was like, do they still say that? I mean, I don't want to be politically incorrect. You know that. Here we go with the, I guess it's a blueprint, 12-9, of how to live a Christian life. So here we go. Let love be genuine. Let love be genuine. Don't be a phony. If you really love somebody, act like you love the person. Talk like you love the person. Live your life like you love the person. And watch this. And don't talk about him when he ain't around. Okay. And and that's hard to do because sometimes it's like fun to talk about people. But God doesn't think it is. And it's hard to do. And, and I would say it's okay to talk about somebody as long as you're not maliciously degrading them. So, I mean, there's not, if there's an issue, you, you, can, you can talk about a person as, as long as you would say that to their face. Do you remember that back when you were in high school? You're like, say it to my face now. Oh, say it to my face. Go ahead, say it. I'm like climbing back into yesteryear today for some reason. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. That means to hate evil and hold fast to what is good. Let's talk about this because this is kind of a topic right now that we, we've categorized every person. They, they're this and they're that and the other. I, uh, Pastor Mark always shows me these wonderful little things that, that, that prove that I'm not 
from this planet anymore because I just can't digest some of the things going on. He showed me a, um, he showed me a, a, I don't know, on the phone, I guess it's, it was a, uh, an article. That's what it was. It was an article about, in California, they voted that bees are no longer insects, but they're fish. No, that's where we're at. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying here? Because, I mean, and when, Mark, when Pastor Mark brings it to you, it's going to be something that's going to blow your mind. I'm like, I, I just when you think that something couldn't get crazier, we're still living in the land of pretend. So if I swat one with a swatter, do I still need a fishing license or what is I'm doing this off the cuff, so applaud if it's good. And can he hold his breath when he goes underwater? How about that, Chris? Fishing license to go get your honey. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm an alien, man. But back to the... Back to the evil, you know, it, it's really what it's gotten to be now is, John, it's just kind of a game. We're, we're, you know, people are cats and dogs and marrying all kinds of crazy things. After a while, here's the deal. Don't show it to me anymore, Elizabeth, because I, I, ain't, I ain't buying what you're selling. And watch this, class. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid either. Can I get a witness up in here? Bam! Steve, Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna sue we're gonna sue you. That's we're gonna sue you. Whatever. But abhor what is evil, so hate what is evil. You know what evil is, man. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. You know, I we don't I'm not gonna go through a big long dissertation. Mr. and Mrs. Cope, about what is evil. What was evil back then is still evil now. We got to quit dressing it up and, and acting like it ain't. You can put lace on a bowling ball and it's still a bowling ball. You can put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just, no, I'm not going to. You can't handle it. Verse 10. Uh, Amen. I'm not going to, so don't ask me. You, you want to know what's upstairs. So so, So does my wife. Can I tell you what we're trying to get over right now? I would like to identify as... Someone that's really prim and proper. But I can't. Last night before I climb into bed, we got brand new comforter. For you guys that don't know terminology, there's a comforter that goes over the sheet. If you're at the bunkhouse, you're lucky if you got a sheet. But at my house, there's a comforter and there's pillowcases that match the comforter. Now, the pillowcases that go over the pillows are just for decoration, and you can't lay on them. 
or I can't. They get put up and underneath are the pillows. So I'm there and I got everything propped up. It's about 920. And I always figured before I go to bed, it would do me well to get an ice cream. I'm just being honest. So my wife is trying to abhor what is evil. And I figured I would outsmart her this time. I ate, it's a drumstick, and on top there's chocolate, and then they put peanuts on top of the chocolate, and they're all kind of locked in. I eat the peanuts and the chocolate over the sink, so when I come into the bedroom, the peanuts and the chocolate won't fall onto the new comforter. But oh boy, was I wrong. Because a piece of chocolate that was on my shirt slid onto the comforter that I shouldn't have been eating an ice cream on. And she says, oh my gosh, what's on here? Is it chocolate? And instantly I deny it like any guy would. It can't be because I ate it over the sink before I came in. This has happened hours ago. Where am I going with the story? I have no idea, but I had to confess I feel better now. Amen. You, you don't have to applaud. It was good. But we are identifying with, with, with who we are and what we are. It is, here's, here's the deal, Jack. It is what it is. Uh, and that's just the way it is. And, it's, and I'm good with it. And, and she married me. And she's, she's stuck like Chuck, ain't she? You're, you're, we're going to be around for a while. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. Oh my gosh, be patient. My wife is, is believing one day I will be delivered from the desire of eating in bed. So she's being patient with me. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saint and show hospitality or kindness. Say kindness. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse them. You know what? I'll move on. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep and live in harmony with one another. And do not be haughty and associate with the lowly. Um, so I got, I got a friend. I'm not even going to tell you who he is or where it is. I'm just going to tell you about my friend. I like helping him out. And uh, my wife says, hey, you need to go see your your homeless friend, he said he may be going somewhere. And I pulled over and I talked to him for a while. I like helping and being genuine. I'm not saying this to Arab that I'm greater in that. I just like helping people, regardless if they're lowly or highly or middly or whatever you want to call them. I just kind of view people as people. I don't get all worked up over where they're at or how much money they got. That don't mean nothing to me, man. I've had a lot and had little. And I've learned how to be happy in all the, all the areas. Am I talking to the right people today? Don't come up in here. Well, I got this, or we did that. Who? Wing ding. Whatever you did. Here's the deal. If you're not doing it for the Lord, it's not going to last anyways. Right. And I just kind of talked to them, and, and, they, they, and uh, I went by. I said, hey, brother, where you, where you headed? He said, man, I'm going to be going where he told me he was going to be going. Um, 
I think everybody has a story. And if we would just take a little time out of our day, whether they're the lowly or the middly or the upper, you would realize that after you get rid of the facade, people are just people. We're just all here. We all don't look alike, but we're just, when you sit down with people after a while, you'll find out, man, they're just like I am. And their kids are as unruly as our kids. Amen. Amen to that. Live in harmony with one another and do not be haughty or associate with the with the lowly, never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil. But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Then he goes in and talks about revenge and everything. He says, Don't worry about revenge. If, if revenge needs to happen, God will do it for you. You don't need to be revenge. I, I'm going to get you. I hear people say, oh, I'm going to get you, or they're going to get me, or they're going to get this, they're going to get that. Um, okay, whatever. God God will fight my fights for me. Amen? And, you, and, and don't spend all your time worrying about getting, uh, getting even or getting back. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 is where we start to wrap up some of the message before we get into the Lord's table. Um. Let's go to 12, uh, 12, 1 in 1 Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that you were pagans when you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Uh, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus a curse. That means curses Jesus. The spirit of God would never lead you to say JC or GD. If you do that, you're doing it on your own. Come on, stay up here with me. And 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 you we you know we all know people who use it and everything. And does that does that kind of send a like a yeah like man don't don't do, don't use that. And we're not all perfect. I know everybody has a, a potty mouth occasionally or something slipped or something like that. But what the Bible is saying is is there, this spirit of the living God would never make you say. You know, JC uh, or something like that. And no one who can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is driving you uh, to say Jesus is Lord. Lord means he's master of your life, first place in your life, the anointed, the appointed one, the chosen one to uh, save me and you from eternal fire and damnation. Amen. Now there are a variety of gifts, so there's, we're talking about this again. Variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and varieties of service, but the same Lord. So don't, don't wish and, and want to covet the gift that God has given someone else. When he's given you a great gift, he, wants to, he expects you to use it for, for the expansion of his kingdom. And there are a variety of activities. Uh, and, and activities and service and stuff like that now uh, seems to be a thing of the past. Service companies seem to be a thing of the past. Can I tell you a story? It's just, it's, if you don't want to hear it, I won't. I'll save it for the next church. Okay, since you're dragging it out of me, I'll tell you. I went somewhere. I'm not even going to start name dropping. But I went to a service company and was asking about some service to 
to some things that we own here at church. And I asked a young person about, I, I'm, I'm troubled with young men who have a problem moving their backside off a stool and going outside where there's not conditioned air. Let me say it that way. Just like to say it with me, the real world. And then they get outside for like a minute or so where you're, where you're actually breathing air that isn't recycled again. And then need to get back in very quickly before something happens by the big orange ball in the sky. And then to follow up with answers to four questions and each one is, I don't know. And then on top of that, still get paid to work at a place where you don't know anything. Amen? Am I making sense yet? And still get paid the same amount. Activity. And there are very, uh, in their variety of activities, but the same God who empowers them to everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. Boy, wouldn't that be neat if we all had a little more wisdom. Because you have to look at what's going on today. I, somebody told, I'm going to tell you this. Here you go with the pastor, Mark Fincher, again. He told me over here in this section, there's become, a oh, big Steve, there's become a shortage of sand. There's been, that's the next, there's, so we got a shortage of formula, we got a shortage of food, we got a shortage of fuel, and then last, and then we got bees that are fish, and now we have a shortage of sand. So they're going to start, here's their, no, it's the world that you're living in. They're going to start grinding up more glass to make artificial sand because they don't want to disturb the sand that's in the desert or the river. Are you still okay? Somebody say we need Jesus. Look at your friends. This has turned into a sideshow. Look at your neighbor and say, don't show me anymore. Don't show Tell Pastor Mark to get out of here. Don't show me that when he comes up there, I'm just like, don't show it to me. Please don't show it to me. I can't take anymore. I can't. There's a shortage of sand. <laughs> Click your heels. We're not in Kansas anymore. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between the spirits. To another, the variation of various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these empowered by one and the same spirit who apportionally to each one individually as he wills. So he passes them out 
to each and every person. And here's the deal. If you don't use the one he gave you first, he's not going to give you anything else. Come on, somebody talk back to me a little bit. Do you ever give your child something and then immediately they want something else? Like, what the heck is that? They always want more. They don't know what they want more of, but they want more. Sounds like a politician, doesn't it? We don't know what we want, but we want more. And not of our stuff, yours. Rise with me and I'll give you about three more scripture before we get into the Lord's table. And you can bring the house lights down because they're gonna, they're gonna, you're going to want to not only hear this, but you're going to want to feel it. You're going to want to let it get on you like a, like I said, like a sticky trap, like a, a mouse gets on a sticky trap where you can't get it off of you. For just as the body is one and many members and all members of the body, though are many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized... Now, he's not talking about water here. He's talking about the actual power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say that with me, Holy Ghost, if you're not full of him yet. I just, I I want to, can I do this today? Baptized by the Holy Ghost. Bible toting, flag waving, Christians. I'm going to call them out by name. I'm going to call them out by name today. That young man that's working in the sound booth right now, Jedediah Ferguson. I don't know how old he is, but I got socks older than he is. I was driving into the parking lot of the softball game, Todd. And and he was parked next to another big jacked up four-wheel drive next to Pastor Aaron. And in his big jacked up four-wheel drive on his dashboard... I could see it. I could spot it. Was the word of God. Oh. Jedediah Ferguson understands what what it means to be a Christian. Not just in name, but also in duty. Can you imagine if everybody was toting a Bible like Jedediah Ferguson? At that age, the whole world would be transformed because it's only the Word of God that can transform a heart. And we know that when the heart is changed, the stinking thinking goes out the door. It's a conviction. It doesn't work the other way around. We've tried it for years and years, and politicians have tried to change your mind. We've tried to borrow more money. We've tried to vote more people. We've tried to get more programs. None of it's worked. 
I get so tired of it. Do you ever just get tired where you go, hey, you know what, man, you're wearing me out. None of your policies and your procedures have changed anybody at all. All you've done is confuse the human beings and who they are. We need to get back to the basics and throw our Bibles back on our dashboards and keep God's word hidden in our hearts so that we don't sin against him. Where am I at? Oh, I was so encouraged. What a great young man. What a what a what a great church. What a what a bunch of great young people that are in this church. You and, and here's the deal, you can throw it in the saddlebag of your bike or where, or if you're riding a horse, keep it with you too. Don't go, don't go out unarmed. Don't run around like a spiritual ding dong. Oh, I wonder what God says about that. Open it up and look. There's going to be an altar call here in a second, so be ready. We still do them here. For in one spirit, we're all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. Then he goes on, he talks about a, he talks about the different body parts. Let me ask you this question here as you close your eyes because you'll have to answer honestly. Are you a born-again believer? Are you, are you saved? I don't know, you know, I don't know. Call me, call me weird. But when I see a, a pickup truck in a parking lot and there's a, there's a Bible on the dashboard, I would just kind of believe that guy's got to be a Christian. Because I'll guarantee it ain't the devil that makes you put it on your dashboard. Amen. Am I getting anywhere yet? Okay. Maybe you're not a Christian. You say, well, Pastor Pat, how do I become a Christian? Ask Jesus into your life. Start out and be honest and finally realize, hey, I know I'm a sinner. I, I've done wrong in the sight of God. And God, I want you to save me. And I know that what you've done or what your son has done 2,000 years ago is sufficient for my sin debt that I owe. And I raise my hand and I ask Jesus to come into my heart. Just ask him right where you're at. Right where you're at. Just, Jesus, I want you to come in and I want you to, I want you to save my soul. I want to become a, a born-again believer and I want to start living for you and I want to start talking about you and I want, to, I want to tote my Bible like Jedediah does. And not just pretend, but act like it. And how about this confession time before we get ready for the Lord's Supper? Brother Mike's going to be uh, doing the Lord's Supper here. And if you was to read it all, if you was to, when you leave, or you ask Pastor Mark, well, should I just go ahead and take the Lord's Supper anyways if I don't even know what it means and, and I've done all kinds of whatever? He'd probably go, no, you probably ought to examine your heart first. Just kind of, not me. I don't, it don't have to be all right with me. 
I'm not your judge and I'm not your maker. And no preacher and no pastor is. And neither, neither is your mommy either. Leave your mommy out of this. Just ask God, say, God, can you look inside my heart and find out if there's something offensive to you? And if there is, Lord, I want to lay it at your feet before I take the, the Lord's Supper today with clean hands and a pure heart.